to TSCRA Talk, a podcast by Texas and Southwestern Cattle Raisers Association. I'm your host, Kristen Brown. Joining us today is TSCRA Special Ranger Marvin Wills. Marvin, welcome to TSCRA Talk. We are so glad to have you with us today. Glad to be here. Thanks. Marvin, tell me about becoming a Special Ranger. Well, I was a game warden for 28 years with Texas Parks and Wildlife. Retired in 08, applied to be a special ranger with Texas Southwest Cattle Raisers. Was fortunate enough to be hired. Never left my duty station here in Gatesville. I was a game warden here in Gatesville the whole time and just marched right into cattle raisers. Well, that's great. That's very good. Now, tell us about some of your most memorable cases that you've been a part of through your time as a special ranger. Well, one of the most memorable ones is going to be a, a large-scale case where a three producers went and turned some cattle out with a local man in Hill County, and it was a large number of cattle, around a 1,000 head between all of them. And when we gathered the cattle back, he was way short on all of his cattle. There wasn't hardly any left. The Hill County kept the subject in jail for over a year on $4.25 million on bonds. They sentenced him to TDC, and he's currently still in TDC. Okay, wow, that's huge. Oh, I hear that you have another big case that involved a marijuana operation out of Colorado. Tell us about that case. Sure. What happened was a producer in Stevens County gave me a call and said he had some cattle turned out in Lampasas County with an individual. He was having a hard time getting his cattle back. I contacted the person that was supposed to have the cattle in Lampasas County for my victim. The cattle weren't there. I contacted the subject in Colorado, who was the middleman for my victim, and um, he claimed that they were, and we kicked it back and forth. At the end of the day, he pled guilty in court in Lampasas County on theft of livestock. When that was over with, during our investigation, we uncovered a lot of misrepresentation on cattle nationwide. And he wound up being indicted federally, and they just cleaned that case up here in the last few months, sentenced him on that federal case. And at one time, he was laundering money through the cattle business, over $4 million a month through the cattle business. And that wow. was legal marijuana grow up money out of Colorado. Wow. Wow. Again, another huge, huge amount of money. So with the crimes, is there one that you see over and over again? What would you say is the most common thing that you see in your line of work? You know, it's got to be here lately. The common thing we're seeing is under the theft statute, but it's called misapplication of fiduciary property. And what that means is a victim buys cattle, turns them out with a second party with an intent, whether it's a cash lease or whether it's, you know, you buy the cows, we'll split the calves. I'll do all the labor, furnish the property, furnish all the feed, and we'll split the profit off the calves. We've found that here recently that a lot of those cases are running aground. In other words, they start out good. Everybody's getting their share of the calf crop. And at the end of the day, when the dust settles, there's no cows and no calves left. And it's a real simple case to prosecute misapplication of judiciary property because I don't have to prove in those cases that the cattle were stolen. I just have to prove that the victim demanded the return of his cattle and the the, uh, subject that had him didn't return them, and and that's all we have to prove. And it's a simple, easy case to prove in court. That makes sense. Now, 
in those cases, is there typically an agreement written down or is it usually verbal and that causes a problem or, or does that factor in at all? You know, in the cattle business, there's very few written contracts. The court system recognizes a verbal contract is a contract. The only real, I mean, it's really better to have a written contract, but they're very rare. The only place that you are mandated or have to have a written contract would be in real estate agreements. So it's not uncommon and it's very common just to have a verbal handshake agreement. And you know as well as I do, in the cattle industry, that, that's been that way since the beginning of time. Of course, we're in a different world and a different era now. I do believe that for the producers to protect themselves, they need to step up and come to the 21st century and go ahead and let's get some contracts drawn up. Sure, and that makes sense. Have you seen a change or a shift in crimes with the increase in technology that we have these days? Certainly. Um, of course, everybody, and I'm not really highly skilled on Bimbo and the Facebook purchases and Craigslist, and I'm up on the crime end of it. I don't do things like that. But it's very common this day and time, everybody sit at home, sit on a computer, and buy things, okay, and including cattle and horses. And these crooks have gotten where, and it's easy to search the person you're buying from. You just go to Facebook, of course. Pull their name up, and there they are. It shows a picture of a guy, shows him maybe with some cattle, shows he lives, let's, for example, say Hubbard, Texas. I mean, he looks legit. Of course, everything's generally, they do occasionally talk to him personally, but everything's handled usually by uh, text messages. Well, of course, the victim sends the crook the money via bimbo or via however he wants to do it, other than meet them in person and give them a cash or a check, and they guarantee delivery of the livestock or their equipment within a certain period of time, and it never shows up. Very rarely does it show up, and it's gotten to be just really widespread. People, And at the end of the day, the people that are doing it, they know that they're being had, but for some reason, they just continue, they continue on with the process thinking, that, you know, oh, this is this is a good guy. It's legit. We're going to get this, this deal done. And it's just a wreck. It's very hard to trace, almost impossible to recover anything. And um, the victims are just out there money, you know. Sure. What tips would you have for people to prevent that kind of issue coming up and being a problem for someone? Well, my tip is, of course, talk to them on the phone. Meet with them, and if that's not if that's not possible, if that's not possible to meet with them, if anything else, don't pay for any product or any merchandise or any equipment prior to delivery and inspection of it, either on your end or their end. Either inspect it when it when it's delivered, or go to their place of business or their ranch and inspect what you're buying in exchange. And you know, checks are only as good as a piece of paper they're written on, but at least you have a an ID of the person you're buying it from, and you have a, an instrument that we can track down, being the check, being it's track it down, and um, hopefully recover either the property or, or your uh, money. Sure, that makes sense. And then going a little bit more general, tips that you have for landowners and cattlemen just to keep them safe all around. Well, this day in time, of course, all these ranches have been in our part of the world have been split up and cut up and we have ranchettes and we have 
people from the Metroplex and the Houston area buying this land up, and neighbors don't know neighbors anymore. Nobody knows each other. For instance, a stray cattle, a stray livestock that they'll call and say, hey, um, we're missing some cows on this place. And I'll say, well, have you talked to your neighbor? Well, I don't know your neighbor. And then they don't even know who their neighbors are. So that's really important. I'm not saying go out and bake them a pie and go have supper with them. But at the end of the day, if you have a place, a ranch, or if you have any property, get to know your neighbors, get their phone numbers, kind of look out for each other. If you see a suspicious vehicle on, on your neighbor's property, you don't have to be, it's not being nosy. If you have their phone number, call them up and say, hey, there's a white truck just went in your gate. Just want to make sure it's all right. It's not somebody that's not supposed to be there. Just be diligent and pay attention to what's going on around you. There was two crooks that met in prison in Arkansas. One, one of the crook was from Arkansas. The other crook was from over here in Robertson County in East Texas or east of me here. During their stint in prison, they came up with they were going to steal cattle when they got out. They both paroled out about the same time. They met up. They would come down mainly east of I-35 there, and they would come in two vehicles. One would look to steal a trailer to steal the cattle with. The other would locate the cattle to steal. They'd always steal a trailer, load the cattle, and take them to the closest sale barn and sell them. Well, one night they stole a set of cattle east of here, and they are gassing up their truck when looking at their cash that they had in a gooseneck and kind of find out those cattle were branded. Well, they had an uh-oh moment when that happened, so they took them to Arkansas and turned them out on one of the crooks' grandfather's place, and we were able to recover all those cattle pretty shortly on that deal just because they were branded. Well, it sounds like branding cattle is pretty imperative for an operation. Shifting gears a bit, what tips do you have when it comes to equipment? Well, equipment being stolen, of course, that's an everyday problem. Everybody has an iPhone now that everybody takes pictures. The biggest problem we have is getting the stolen property into the computer system. Most people, you'll they'll call and say, hey, I got my tractor stolen, or I'm not tractor, I got my trailer stolen. First thing I say, what's the serial number on it? Well, I don't know. Go ahead, and when you buy a piece of equipment, go ahead and snap a snapshot of that VIN plate, of that identification number on that trailer. Take a good picture of it. That way, immediately, immediately, we can enter those numbers in the computer system in case, if let's say, it gets stolen here today and tomorrow it gets stopped on the interstate north of Laredo down there. When the trooper runs the tag on the trailer, it's going to show stolen. So the sooner you can get that property into the computer, the better off you are on recovering it. That makes sense. Talk to us a little bit about what the process is if a cattleman, a landowner, they look up, they're missing cattle, or they're missing a piece of equipment, trailer. What process do they need to go through to report that? Well, we recommend that they call the sheriff's office immediately, report it stolen. And a lot of these, if, let's talk cattle for a second, a lot of these cattle, if they'll call the sheriff's office, sometimes the sheriff's office has actually picked them up. Us as special rangers, we don't handle the stray livestock. We assist the sheriff's offices or other agencies with locating and trying to find the owners of stray livestock. But the stray laws, which have been around forever, the stray statute, for every sentence in the stray statute says the sheriff will, the sheriff will. So he's actually the only law enforcement agency that's governed 
to take care of a strays. So most of the time, or nine times out of ten, they handle all that, and they may have your cattle impounded at the sale barn or impounded at, at their lot. You know, that's the we suggest you do that every time. And then, if you want to follow up and call us, that's great. Or you can call us direct, special rangers. We don't mind that. But we suggest that the first call always go to the sheriff's office. Sure, that makes sense. And then when you make that phone call to the sheriff's office or to your special ranger, what information do you need to have? I anticipate that the more information you have on the cattle or the equipment, the more helpful it is on your end. Sure, you need to have, of course, the last time you, you saw the property of the cattle, last time that you visually laid eyes on it, identifiers, like I just mentioned, on the trailers or any equipment. Be able to describe it, describe it the best you can. Let's say if a trailer has a has a special hitch on it or it has a, a different type of dolly on it. Always mention that, you know. On your cattle, of course, you need to be able to hopefully they'll be branded, give them the brand number. If not, be able to tell tell them are they black, red, white. Be able to identify them. And also always always tell them that you have checked and you haven't been able to find your property or cattle, especially if, you know, they got out and got on the neighbors. Don't just be crying wolf just because you don't see them immediately every time you go out there. Sure. That makes sense. Well, one other thing that comes to mind that I feel like is a bit like branded cattle is the posted sign, the TSCRA posted sign. Tell me a little bit about your experience with criminals passing over places because they have that sign posted. You know, I always heard that from the older special rangers, and they always said that, but I never I never heard a, a crook tell me that personally until that Arkansas, what I mentioned a while ago, those those subjects from Texas and Arkansas that were stealing those cattle. They did in our interviews, and then we spent a couple of days with them trying to, they were showing us where they had stolen the property from and the cattle. They'd steal a trailer, and then they'd steal the cattle. But they mentioned in our interviews that they would bypass those properties that had the blue sign, the blue TSCRA signs on them. So that's a, I'd always heard that, but I'd never personally had a crook, crook tell me that. And that was a firsthand experience on that. Very interesting. Now, on the TSCRA website, I want to encourage our listeners to go check that out. If they have more questions, want to learn a little bit more about special rangers and, and then also tips. There's some great tips on the TSCRA website. Yeah, that's a great website to go to. Also, it lists our contact numbers. And don't feel like your questions or, or your complaints or anything you want to talk about, we're, we're an open book. We're glad to talk to you. Of course, we can't give legal advice. We're not attorneys. We can point you in the right direction. But uh, anytime you have any questions, whether you're a member or a non-member, I mean, we're, we're here to serve the public. We're here to serve the producers. Give us a call. and We'll be glad to talk to you. Wonderful. Well, is there anything else that we have not covered that you'd like to mention? Any other cases that come to mind um, or tips that you have for our listeners today? I encourage everybody to brand their cattle. You know, I mentioned earlier, make sure you uh, can identify your equipment. Just be vigilant in keeping up with your equipment. If you loan it out, don't leave it. We see this a lot. Well, I loan this trailer to a friend of mine and He's had it two or three years, and I want it back, and he won't give it back to me. Stay diligent in keeping up with everything. Don't don't let things go awry. 
same way with cattle. When you're missing cattle and they're over, and nine times out of ten they're on their neighbors. I got a call just the other day, some cattle being on the neighbors, and the neighbor won't give them back to him. I said, well, how long have they been over there? Well, they've been over about a year and a half. Well, you know, that's too long. We need to step up. If we, they can't resolve their issue within a few weeks or so, give us a call and see if we can't get it taken care of. Well, Marvin, I really appreciate your time today and your information and your experience and what you do for cattlemen and landowners across Texas and Oklahoma. Well, thank you. And just want everybody to know that if they need anything, our numbers are on the website. Give us a call anytime. Glad to visit with you. We're here to serve you. Any questions is just really glad. We'll be glad to answer. Wonderful. Thank you so much. To learn more about TSCRA, visit tscra.org.